Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 152 of uh, what Pixel Raider Land Party. Pixel Raider Land Party. Yeah. Woohoo! What's up, guys? What's up, I'm your host, Antonio. I'm Tristan. I'm Danny. And I'm Omar. What's up, Bromar? How are you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? Good, good. Uh, Danny and I. My week was good. How was your week? Oh, you know, pretty good. Saw some shit. There was apparently uh, a couple of things that ended up happening where I think yesterday there was a raid a couple blocks away from where I live. I oh my god. A, yeah, I don't know if it was an ice raid or what, but there were cops all over the place. Everybody was outside. And there was also a shooting about a couple blocks away from my house that I was right next to 20 minutes before it happened. Jeez. And I had like wow. just gotten home. So, real real interesting week of, of relatively, you know, close calls, all things considered. But uh, here we are. Pixel I'm Raider time. glad that you're living the hot life. Yeah. Hashtag oh. Washington Heights. <laughs> well, okay then. Uh, yeah, so, uh, I don't know, I was thinking of mixing it up. Did you guys want to go into the news first? Because we've all been playing the same game, and I feel like the majority of the cast is going to be all about the same game. Probably one, I mean, it's one that no one's really heard of, so we know we're going to try and bring awareness. Very, very obscure. Yeah. Awareness. Yeah. We're trying to bring awareness to this game that we yeah, all love. The radar. Time uh, between releases has caused it to fade into irrelevance. And- yeah, it flew very much uh, below the radar. You could tell it was a rushed game. Uh, they kind of turned it over and it turned it around in a quick amount of time. Yeah. Never, uh, you could never tell. I've really seen anything quite like yeah. it. But. Yeah, no production value whatsoever. Just kind of a, a rush oh hack God. job. This wasn't one of those games that people for years felt like they needed to have and kept getting screwed over by not getting it. It's not one of those games. It was 100% not one of those or, you know, the laughing stock of like, not laughing stock, but, you know, one of those yearly E3 mysteries of when is it going to have a release date? Because like I said, this was pretty much like a game jam game turned out in like a month. So we'll talk about it then. You know, Bring small, awareness. Small indie devs. Bring awareness to the little guys. Um yeah, I was thinking we'll just turn through the news quick, and then we oh, yeah. will all talk about this. What did happen in the little news? Because like, I, I feel like I'm oblivious to Omar. You got to make your sound. Well, let's okay. let's hop into the news then. I mean, let's hop into bah, the news. Bah, bah, bah. All right, I said I wasn't nice. going to do it, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> Danny, we'll tag Wait, team did- it. I changed okay. my mind because I'm a hoe. Oh my god, you're such a hoe. We'll, so. we'll back we'll back and forth it. So cool. I'll go a fast. Oh my god. I know. Oh. Well you're such a pillow princess. I am. Uh in February, so this month, uh Sony will be expanding cloud storage from a paltry ten gigabytes to one hundred gigabytes for PlayStation Plus oh. members. This is regarding cloud saves. Uh ten gigabytes, you know, sounds like a lot, but as someone who's had the service since PlayStation 3, uh, I can like tell you that I am almost at my max capacity. Wait, how? Doesn't it just store save data? It does, but yeah. some save data is ridiculous. I mean, if you... Think go- of Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah, like seriously... Like the save data on that is like at least a gig. A, a good example is like go into the Switch and look at some of the save data. Some of the save data is easily a couple hundred. Like, uh, for example, Dragon Quest Builders, mm-hmm. um, that save data is almost 800 megs. Sure. So it's, it's, it's easy to get to eat, up, to eat up 10 gigabytes. Anyway, uh, 
so that's cool. I mean, it doesn't beat out Microsoft's unlimited free tier, but it's definitely better than what the service has offered thus far. Mm-hmm. True. So. So, next on PlayStation News, we have PlayStation's February PS Plus games lineup that was announced. We've got for free for PlayStation Plus members for Honor, for Hitman, the complete first season, Dive Kick for PS3, which is a cross-buy with PS Vita, Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots, mm-hmm. Gun House for PS Vita, cross-buy with PS4, and Rogue Aces for PS Vita, also a cross-buy with PS4. So for, for those of you, because I don't know, Rogue Aces kind of flew under the radar. Rogue Aces reminds me of a game that actually was around for, I don't remember if it was Game Boy or Super Nintendo. I just remember playing it when I was really young, where you had, you basically flew as a, a fighter jet, but you would fly like an old school World War II one, and you would fly off of a battleship in the middle of the ocean, and you would have to destroy all of the enemy military stuff along the way, and then you'd have to come back and land on the battleship. So the game wasn't over until you actually landed properly back on the battleship. And it looks like this is like a remake of that same game. So personally, I can't wait to play this game. On your Vita? On my PS4. On your Vita? Yeah, long live Vita. Yeah. It's dead now. It's dead. It's so dead. R.I.P. Like this joke. (laughs) Spider-Man... Is getting two new suits, both inspired by Peter Parker's appearances in issues of Fantastic Four. The bombastic Bagman suit, in which Peter Parker wears a paper bag over his head, as an old school and an old school Fantastic Four uniform over the rest of his body. And the Future Foundation suit, which is a reference to the rebranded um, Fantastic Four, of which Spider Man was a member. Uh, so that update is uh, free and available now. Yes, bag Spider-Man. Can't wait for all the like selfies to be posted. So go play that. Spider-Man with a pla- with a paper bag over his head because everyone said he's ugly and they don't want to see his face. Oh my god. Anyway, moving that on was to Nintendo news. When Spider-Man got bullied. Sorry, Spidey. Wear this paper bag, you ugly. Hashtag be best Tony. Uh, in Here's Nintendo being news. Recyclably conscious. <laughs> uh, Nintendo news. THQ Nordic is bringing Darksiders War Mastered Edition to Switch. A trailer for the game exists on the company's media server, confirming the news. So hmm. that's exciting. I, <clears throat> I never really got into the Darksiders, Darksiders series. Yeah, me Any of you guys, Tris? No. Um, played I played a little the bit? first one because it was like always compared to uh, Ocarina of Time or like yeah. you know that classic Zelda formula, but it was just... It was like trying to be that, but also trying to but be like darker, sort of a Devil adult. May Cry type combat. Yeah, game. like. But it never really captured the best parts of either of those. Yeah. That's why I don't understand I how this thing still has legs to THQ. Well, yeah. I think the second one was probably better. I also played mm. a little bit of the first one, and it was very much like goth fantasy dream house, which I really enjoyed about it. Like, I like the world that they were setting up. So I feel like if they did better in their sequel. In mm-hmm. terms of like the actual mechanics, um, I, I didn't pick it up, but I probably would have really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely, depending on the price, I would definitely consider getting this for Switch. Hmm. I think uh, price is going to be the biggest factor for me. Yeah, we'll see. Probably at thirty bucks, I'd imagine. Yeah. 
Uh, Uniqlo and Nintendo have teamed up again to offer a range of graphic tees for both children and adults based on, of course, Mario as well as Splatoon. All right. Nice. According nice. to J- very nice. Very nice. Uh, next bit of news. According to Japanese publication Nikkei, a smaller version of the Switch is in the works and may release as early as this year. 2019, people. They also claim that Nintendo is readying some sort of new service for this year's aimed at game enthusiasts. However, further details were not provided. Uh, in So, to go... Uh, along with this, in Nintendo's 2019 financial briefing, they did say that they are looking to expand the online um, service they're offering. Yeah. Uh, and what's crazy is, so Sony has sold about, what, a little over 90 million PS4s. Their paid PlayStation Plus membership sits at 36 million. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo, I don't know how many Switches have they sold. Have they hit? They haven't hit 20 million yet, have they? Uh, they just both posted this number. Yesterday. I don't rem- I don't remember how many switches they sold, but they said that they are at nine million paid Switch Online memberships, which does not include um, uh, free trials. Hmm. So that's a that's pretty pretty good number, I would say. Yeah. Especially for a service that just launched, not even half a year ago. Yeah. Now, granted, it's also twenty four dollars. Uh, I wonder if. For the year. Well, I guess that would that would even because a membership, a family membership, is still technically one membership. So I guess they they can't. They're probably not fudging the numbers that way. Right. I don't know. That's pretty wild, though. Good for them. Yeah. Now give me more stuff than NES games. I don't want. But like I said, I paid for it just for the cloud saves. So. Uh, Nintendo revealed their latest numbers from their fiscal not 2019 report. Uh, lots of multi-million dollar sales here. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, for example, sold sold 15 million to date. Odyssey is on its way to 14 million. Smash has sold over 12. Breath of the Wild is approaching 12. Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu sit around 10. Splatoon 2 is working its way to 10. So they have a lot of uh, a lot of big sellers. And then some ones that aren't selling so much, like 1-2 Switch is a little under 3 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario Kart Tennis Aces is two and a half. Kirby Star Allies two and a half. So uh, the lowest one on here looks like uh, Nintendo Labo Variety Kit at one, and Treasure Captain Toad's tre- Treasure Tracker at one, which deserves so much more than just one million. Come on, guys, get on that game. It's Captain really Toad's good. Treasure Tracker is so good. I want is that between both Switch and 3DS though? Uh, good question. Because if it's like. I wouldn't be surprised I, if that was like a hey I'm gonna pick this up for 3ds because it's simple and cute. You know I don't know I don't think so. It was under just the Switch section, mm-hmm. so I think it's just Switch. But that game deserves so much more, so you should get on that, guys. Uh, 3ds. I mean Mario Kart Seven was at 18 million, so like Nintendo pushes <clears throat> pushes their own units. Right. Um, I have the whole breakdown on the website in the in the blog uh, article. You guys can read it if you want to check it out. That's it. Cool. Did you see? Did you see the thing about there's a rumor that they're gonna release a Switch Mini? Yeah, we just said that. Did yeah. we just say that? Sorry. Yeah, we did. Uh, you know, I was wondering. So, if they release a Switch Mini, do you think it's gonna have detachable Joy Cons, or 
do you think they're just because you know nintendo has uh nintendo has a tendency to just kind of abandon a flagship feature so like right now kind of the switch's yeah. flagship feature is play anywhere uh 3ds it was 3d but then they made a 2ds and then a 2ds xl so like i could honestly see them making a switch mini without detachable yeah, the, the, joy the difference between yeah the difference between those though is like it has to be detachable otherwise it can't be that much more mini because it has to be the same dimensions yeah. to slide your current joy cons in because if they expect people to buy new joy cons they're out of their flipping minds. well, well and joy cons are too small to begin with for I people to play i think that they will be detachable because they've made too many proprietary games for the switch that require right. movement Hmm, maybe. So I definitely think that they will be detachable. Not yeah, you would like we wouldn't be able to play Mario Party size. or Mario like that is the whole draw. And of that's the Switch. their that's their bread and butter. Yeah, like Mario I guess, Kart. I guess I'm just kind of thinking that this might be a Switch focused more towards portable handheld only play. I also who knows? think like one of the best things about Switch and like they have recognized it, they've put it in their commercials is the kickstand mm-hmm. granted oh. the one that it comes with is a shitty kickstand garbage don't use but that's just asking awful. to drop it on screen but mm-hmm. hopefully yeah. they have received that feedback because i personally i would not purchase a switch portable if i could not detach the joy cons and prop it up hmm. yeah. that is like one of the features that distinguishes it like apart from every other handheld console well, yeah, but to that point, you know, the 3D is what did, uh, made the 3DS so different, and they still catered to people who don't care about that and made a 2D version. So, like, I don't know. I could, I could, I see both points to it. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Because, like, how much smaller can you make this unit and make these Joy-Cons when people complain they're already too small to play, you know, with one Joy-Con per hand? Like, well, if Omar and I were playing hard. something. How, how small can you make the screen, too? I mean, if you're talking about making the Switch smaller, to me, that also includes the actual console itself. I mean, that, I w- that screen I- is fine the way that it is. See, I would love a Switch. I would love a Switch that has smaller bezels uh, around the screen. Yeah. yeah, thinner one would be different. But if you're talking about a smaller Switch in general, I think that's probably not the way to go. A yeah. more refined one, But I think one, that that would appeal one. to people with kids. It's also going to get tough, I guess, when you think about text legibility um because they're kind of made for that six inch 720 screen right then again there's are there's already games that that doesn't really matter like if you try to play arc survival evolve which you shouldn't on switch because it's garbage but if you try and play that on switch it's like illegible anyway so who knows i don't know but it'll be interesting so keep your eyes peeled uh yeah but it's only a rumor so if you really 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 want to switch you can just grab one now Nintendo has had a store here in New York City for a long time now, and according to Yelp, I'm a regular, and uh, that definitely means Tristan is a regular as well. Um, I've been able while, to dabble in that store. Yeah, right, right. And once while or, that's once great, or twice. once or twice, and that's great, and we love it. Uh, but the problem is, it kind of sucks because it's only here in New York, uh, which surprised me. Like I know it was, it used to be called Nintendo World Store, but I would have thought that they would have something. Yeah. In, in Tokyo, Japan. in yeah. Japan, somewhere. Um, Maybe they just spent a very long time trying to be supportive of their local. I guess I don't know. Economy. Well, a couple years ago, they shut down Nintendo World Store here in New York, and they renovated it, rebranded it, and renamed it 
Nintendo NYC, which uh, you know is an obvious indication that they're going to make more. And now they reveal that they're going to make a new store in Tokyo, in uh, Shibuya. <coughs> that's which cool. is that's super. Cool. Is there is there like a a date when that's supposed to open? No, no date yet. Mm. Just a, just something they announced. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's cool because you know I feel like uh, it's been a long time coming. Yeah. During that announcement, they also announced that they've partnered with Japanese company Line to create a new Dr. Mario game for iOS and Android called Dr. Mario World. So that That will release worldwide early summer 2019. That's a very weird story because they are, they're still in that partnership with DNA Mm -hmm. and they own a stake in DNA's company. And news like this would ideally make DNA's stock drop. Well, here's the thing. So, like, I th- why would they go ahead and... Unless this is some sort of damage control thing, like in reaction to them saying they were delaying Mario Kart, I don't I don't get how they think that this is, like, a lucrative announcement. Well, I, I, I think back then... So, they initially announced a partnership with DNA was going to help them bridge the gap between mobile, 3DS, and then what was called NX at the time. So I feel like they partnered with DNA more so for their infrastructure right. than they did necessarily to develop mobile games, um, because they did announce that they were going to have, they were going to partner with other uh, mobile developers. So I, I I don't know. I feel like DNA was more so for their infrastructure because Nintendo could never get an online uh, service right. Um, yeah. good but point. yeah, so there's there's going to be a lot of there's going to be more partnerships with other mobile devs um so yeah that's cool omar sounds excited about that yeah i, I, mean, I just want more info yeah that's I want pretty to see much a little it. bit more of it before i, I also i'm a little nervous of the idea of playing dr mario on a touch screen because it's like the idea of playing tetris on a touch screen for me like I, yeah not gonna be it's gonna slow you down so tap the rotate to, tap the rotate swipe yeah. to move over very, that's what it's gonna be i love i remember loving dr mario and I just I remember it never kind of being the same after you know the the, the original Game Boy version and stuff like that. They released me, one uh, for 3DS uh, a few years back. I'm like I don't remember what it was called, Doctor Mario RX or something. And it was yeah, pretty that was good. right. I think it was pretty maybe good. I'll ch- maybe I'll check it out. I do have a yeah. 3DS, but yeah, I really enjoyed Doctor Mario. Uh, I've got some Xbox news. So Xbox games with gold have been revealed. You're gonna get Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon. Super Bomberman R, which uh, was not a very good game when it came out, but it's been significantly better after the first year. Just a lot of content, so that's pretty good, especially for free. You're also going to get Assassin's Creed Rogue and Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. Oh, mm-hmm. that's, that's Jedi Academy is a very awesome yeah, game. That's a, that's a very good Back lineup. when they used to make good Star Wars games. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Yeah, it's a pretty strong February lineup. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good lineup. So in addition to that, the Xbox team is getting a new addition by adding on, this is just Xbox, the team, the corporate. Uh, they're adding on ex-Nintendo employee Damon Baker. After leaving Nintendo in late December, Baker was best known for his work as the company's head of partnering management, working with the Japanese developer and publisher. He saw a long career at Nintendo <coughs> that spanned 12 years. Now, Baker has announced that he's moving over to Microsoft as their new head of portfolio for Xbox. 
really investing big big bucks into oh, yeah. mm -hmm. um, acquisition. Yeah, which yeah. I think is super <clears throat> smart with for them. Like that's that's their major pitfall as a product right now. Right. You know, that's have. the reason I don't have an Xbox is because I don't have that there's the software isn't out there to justify me purchasing this. Well, I mean, they lost Bungie, so they lost yeah. their biggest exclusive studio at the time. Right. Uh, so I think they're really getting their ducks in a row for t probably what I think is going to be 2021 next generation of consoles. Xbox mm -hmm. 2. Whatever they want to call it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Phil already said they're working on the next Xbox. Everyone, rumors are flying around about the next PS5, so they're, oh, they're yeah. slowly coming around the corner in the next couple of years, but... I think Microsoft's going to come out really strong, and I'm especially confident with Phil Spencer leading Xbox. Then uh, what was the guy's name? Don Matterick Don or Matter. whatever. Yeah, he's the he. Now. Yeah, he sucked. He was or, so bad. Was he? he a, they they booted one? him from. Uh, he went to Zanga, I think, and they booted him from there. Yeah. I was not a fan of him. He just his messaging. He just he wasn't good. He sucked. Moving on, I got some fun facts, guys. Regarding Microsoft's Xbox One backwards compatibility service. And I'm going to share them with you. The current number of games sits at 538 titles. Wow. Uh, the Xbox 360 had a total of over 2,000 games released for the platform as of January 2018. Which means that roughly 25% of the entire Xbox 360 library is now playable on Xbox One. That's good. Dang. That is Sony put that kind of care into their backwards compatibility because I just want to play Metal Gear Solid 4 again. Amen. I actually read another rumor, but it's based on a patent. We all know how patents don't really mean much, but Sony put in a new patent for what everyone's assuming is PlayStation 5 for backwards compatibility for all old PlayStation software. Mm -hmm. So that could be interesting. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I mean, Microsoft's really killing it. I'm, I'm that impressed. Have have, that would have to have some really beefy specs in order to it would. emulate a PS4 because of it's like a very unique uh, architecture. Well, you You're mean basically PS... having to run two different code sets. You mean you mean PS3 because it was a cell oh, architecture? Oh yeah, that's, sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, um, definitely that cell architecture was god awful idea. Oh. Kind of like what the Saturn did with their uh, their dual core CPU, whatever it was back in the day. Right. Um, of these fifth, of the fifth, 538 backwards compatible titles, over half of them are Xbox Live Arcade games, which ends up being about 37% of the whole Xbox Live Arcade library. Uh, there's currently 33 original Xbox games that are backwards compatible, which is only about 3% of the 1,047 games that released for the OG Xbox. Uh, and they have some fully playable franchises on Xbox One, like Assassin's Creed, uh, Bioshock, Crisis, Call of Duty, excluding the uh, classic and original Xbox games, Dragon Age, Dead Space, Halo, Gears of War, and more. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I wasn't sure how Microsoft's going to treat that service. Uh, I didn't know if they were going to treat it as like, you know, the way Nintendo made a big deal about uh, SNES games on 3DS and the Virtual Console, and they just kind of, you know... Virtual feed you scraps every month Dead. but uh yeah i'm impressed so good on them yeah, yeah. they do have an interesting collection too of the original games i kind of wanted to see what people would even want to play from the original xbox 
but there are some decent games here, some of which are the good Star Wars games, Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, Old Republic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, it's pretty OG good. Battlefront. And their, yeah. uh, their 360 games run really well on Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's pretty baffling to try and figure out how they did it, because you're going from power PC to a completely different architecture. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not even Intel, it's, it's, it's AMD, and I don't know, it's basically mobile chipsets they're running this stuff on. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Wow, the 360 library is actually really good, too. Damn, I forgot yeah. how good the 360 really was. 360 was, I mean, it was a, it had a killer library. Did you yeah. see that uh, PlayStation just made combined what Nintendo, more than what Nintendo and Microsoft made all of last year? Wow. Like, that's, hmm. how, that's how dominant they are right now. That's insane. I'm not terribly of, surprised. I'm, a lot of money. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it all, almost all comes from uh, PS Plus subs, but yeah, yeah. That, I'm not surprised, but also that's like so much. That's that's many dollars. Yeah. Which is it? Which is? I mean, I feel like that's definitely a reason why Nintendo is branching out into other things because they can't put all their eggs in just. We talked about it last podcast or a couple podcasts ago, but they're the only company that's pretty much only video games. Whereas, you know, Microsoft and Sony have so many other services and, and, and uh, revenue streams for money and cash flow coming in. Yeah, exactly. That's that's um, one thing. It's like it's it's tough to hold Nintendo to that same standard because they aren't they aren't competing on the same type of platform. They are no. specifically video games and specifically their video game hardware. They aren't all of these extra services that Microsoft and Sony both do. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it's not even close. It's, it's, it's unfair to compare them in that way. Um, yeah. But I think for what Nintendo is in their bread and butter right now, they're doing pretty damn good. Yeah. I mean, they dropped their, their stock just dropped like 9% because they downgraded their estimate of 20 million sales. But still, like, they sold so many units of both Switches and Smash in December. Well, they said it was like Wii numbers for it's holiday insane. season. Insane. Good for them. I, I'm afraid now because I, I don't know what they have on the slate because that Metroid stuff. And really, well, all, we, all we have, like the only thing that we have to go on right now is Yoshi and that, I'm Animal assuming that, that uh, no... Well, the another X Machina game, the the mech game that's supposed to come out. I I thought that oh, was yeah, that looks cool. for an early 2019 release, but I haven't heard anything about it since it was announced, so I don't know. Well, they confirmed that um, Animal Crossing is still set for this year. Yeah, I hope that it's a summer release because I don't know. Animal summer Crossing release just was... always felt like a summer game. Summer release would would time well. I could see yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also that's like a big hitter, so maybe that's their that's a holiday game for them. Man, how crazy would it be if at E3 they're like available now? <laughs> well, I mean, New Leaf dropped in. I remember New Leaf dropped in early early summer. Uh, I don't know what yeah. the, I don't know what the release trend on other games was. I but. don't know, but Nintendo's been getting really good about like, with the exception of Super Smash, like when freaking. Um, can't even remember they've just been like yo we've got this thing we've been talking about it for a while here's some like really late development screens of it 
Oh, yeah. also, it'll be out in a month. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think the whole a lot. the industry as a whole is getting a little bit better as far as that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I think they're, they're building up this hype, and then, like, if they build up, like to a breaking point and then they're like oh it'll be ready next year then then i'm like oh forget about it like i feel scorned yeah well i mean yeah like video game development is just too complicated anymore and there's too many games coming out you can't you can't keep hype you know that kind of momentum and hype going for two three four years anymore so I guess they're kind of all over the place. Two of the Animal Crossing games came out in summer, and two of them came out in winter. So I guess it could be, could be anything. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, let me skim through the industry news here. Um, if there's anything really crazy, uh, Unity acquired Vivox, which powers chat in Fortnite and League of Legends. So they plan on baking that into their uh, their game engine, which is pretty cool because uh, they realize that you know voice chat. Cross-platform voice chat is a big, uh, big thing people want. Um, what else is big? Capcom said they've shipped three million copies of Resident Evil Two remake within the first few days on sale, uh, which is pretty impressive when you consider the original Resident Evil Two sold shy of five million total mm-hmm. in its lifetime. Um, but, but, I've heard but, good things about that game so far. <clears throat> heard a lot of good things. Um. So this was crazy. Did you guys hear this? Deep Silver made headlines this week after the studio announced that Metroid Exodus will be the last latest high-profile game to be releasing. Metro Exodus. Well, what did I say? Did I say Metroid? Metroid? I'm sorry, fam. I'm sorry. I'm you're, you're gonna get our listeners all confused. Oh yeah, my I'm god, Metroid Exodus. Oh what? Made by Deep Silver? Yeah. That means it would probably suck. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Metro Exodus is going to be releasing exclusively on Epic's game storefront. Now, we've heard this before, but what's crazy is that it's going to be leaving Steam. It's already been available for pre-order on Steam. It's going to leave Steam, where it's going to be exclusive to uh, the Epic Games Store until 2020, February 2020. Uh, but anyone who pre-ordered it and bought the DLC on Steam, they're going to, you know, still yeah. get the game and everything but wow like yeah epic's getting kind of dirty with their how? I, I don't know dirty is the word it's just it's weird because steam's no longer in a situation where they're the sole player so people like i, I get why people would be mad if they wanted it on their steam library uh but now, you know, there's two platforms in town. So, like, this is when those business moves are going to start coming into play. And this is this is a clear clear victim of that. And, you know, That's good on them a crazy for, tactic. Good on them for see that uh, honoring the, for the pre-orders that already came in. But Yeah, totally. Yeah. Of course, Valve released a statement saying it's unfair and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know. I mean, part of it I could see being unfair. But at the same time, you've been, you know... The only player maybe, in town maybe for maybe too long now. Maybe that lost revenue by making a game. You know? Yeah. How about you make Half-Life 3 or Portal 3? I'd buy Half-Life 3 in a heartbeat if it was good. Or Left 4 uh, Portal 3, 3 or a new IP or anything yeah. that's not that card game that bombed that nobody's playing. Yeah. Art How about you stop making all your money on you know cuts from all the other developers? I mean, that's, you know, that's what Steam does. but There's nothing I wrong know. with what Steam does, but it's just... 
I, I miss Valve games. They were their they games were in, good. They were innovative, mm-hmm. and now they're not existent. It's just annoying because I feel like they just got lazy, yeah. and they just like, yeah, we'll just be the vehicle by which you can get games. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. We won't help you find them either. Once they got, you know, good, good games, games that they kind of got repetitive with, I think they just kind of stayed in their comfort zone because they didn't really make anything, just like Tristan was saying, innovative after a certain point. Gabe, Gabe just woke up one day and was like, okay, we're not a game company anymore. We're a distribution company. So, bye. Yeah. Guys, let's make Steam boxes. That'll be cool. People will love it. Steam boxes. (laughs) Steaming pile of shit boxes. Hey, what do you say we talk about Kingdom Hearts? Wait, what? That's not the game we were going to talk about. Huh? What's a Kingdom Heart? Tell me, because I really don't fucking know. Okay, so Kingdom Hearts (laughs) is this moon in the sky that looks like a heart, okay? And nobody really knows what kind of power it contains. Uh, Some people think it's good. Some people think it's evil. And there's this guy named uh, Xehanort who... Nope. Xehanort, who wants to harness the power of the darkness because he was researching the Heartless, which are these creatures that feed off the darkness, and he wants to harvest it and make it an ultimate weapon. And there's this little boy named Sora who believes in good... And uh, uh, dude, I, oh my god, you are like butchering it! You are butchering it. This sounds exactly. Danny is not having it. No, Kingdom Hearts is amazing. Kingdom Hearts is amazing, but the story is so complicated. Yes, I, I don't even think one podcast dedicated no, would be able would, to tell the story. We would need to do so many. Okay, so here Which it, is sad. Can I try to do like a three-minute TED Talk version? This of is exactly what I want. Give us the cliff notes. Okay. You told me there's three trios, which there's, I didn't even. Don't Ready? eat into my three minutes. Clock starts now. Okay, so basically, there's Keyblade wielders, right? Uh, there, everybody was in harmony. The Kingdom Hearts was fulfilling. Uh, all the worlds were one giant world. Everyone was happy. And then the Keyblade wielders, uh, in ancient times, really, really wanted all this power. And there was this rumored Keyblade, like uh, with the character X blade uh which not, was not like, k-e-y not k-e-y C-H-I, right c-h-i but in japan keyblade. that's pronounced key so it's clever right um so Sing. these people were trying to get the keyblade right this ultimate weapon keyblade which is just two keyblades connected into one keyblade really it's, it's just like super fucking strong keyblade right <laughs> so um there's it's like a the master giant, sword of keyblades yeah there's a giant keyblade war <laughs> All of the Keyblade wielders, like, lose their ability to Keyblade. All the Keyblades are dead, basically. And then the Keyblade... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the emphasis on it when I mean the actual Keyblade, uh, so that you guys can hear the difference. Split up into 20 parts. So 13 parts of darkness and 7 parts of light. Um, a lot of stuff happened. Xehanort came on the scene. Um, our original trio... Terra, Aqua, and Ventus came on the scene. Um, like, there were a lot of people involved, but basically, there's three different trios in three different timelines that all interact with each other and all basically have the same origin story, and then they all branch out differently in how they interact with each other and how they kind of weave into this we want to remake the Keyblade thing. So each trio is involved in some form of darkness power trying to remake the Keyblade and seize power. Um, And they thwart it each time. And this latest one is with Sora, Riku, and Kairi. Um, So essentially, 
all like in all summation, all of these characters are connected in either thematically or in like actual like I have put my heart soul into you. Like there's a bunch of people who have like possessed a body and put like part of themselves in another one or split their heart into two people. Like there's a lot of fucked up shit like that. But basically all you need to know is it is a battle between the light and the darkness. And if certain people fight in a certain uh, configuration, the power of the Keyblade will be reawakened and will be able to be claimed. And with that power, you can reclaim Kingdom Hearts, uh, which is unknown, uh, whether it is full of light or darkness, but both sides kind of want to have that power so that they can vanquish the other. I'm a, little, I'm a little offended because you said that entire saga and you didn't mention anything about the Disney characters involved. Uh, I mean, yeah, so, I, so ba- okay, so basically after the Keyblade War, everything broke up and it broke up into worlds. So the original world broke up into many different worlds and that's where all the different Disney movies come Again, out. this is something that we would have to dedicate multiple like so, podcasts so to get long. into the lore of because it's but like if you wanted a three minute summation that is the the simplest way that i can break this down it's eight games spanning 13 years and i think it's it's more than eight games uh kingdom hearts one uh the mobile game is pre pre okay i don't count mobile uh kingdom hearts x kingdom hearts back cover birth by sleep birth by sleep 0.2 okay you can't count that no 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 you can't count if it contributes to the story in an additional way i think it counts no Fifty-eight over two kingdom hearts two kingdom hearts coded dream drop distance three that's more than eight. Yeah, okay. Well, so there's a lot of games uh, spanning 13 years, and it's it's a very, con- for better or worse, it's convoluted con- story. It's convoluted it's because, because none of it was given to you in a chronological order by the timeline. They started and- like close to the end of the timeline of everything, and then backtracked and filled in gaps and all that kind of stuff through... Yeah, we're- and regardless of all that, we are now at the point where Kingdom Hearts 3, which is <laughs> said to be the conclusion of the Xehanort saga, is now finally out, and we have all played it. Or not not the whole way playing. through. We're we all are in the process. In of the middle it. of playing it. And We're all at various parts, I'm sure. Oh my well, god! Especially probably different worlds too, because you can just kind of go wherever. I think. Yeah. Now, before me and Danny start gushing about how deeply symbolic and moving this game is to us, I want to know. I, I know Tony's played uh, surface I played, level. Kingdom I played the Hearts, first one, um, and I, I know this is this is Omar's first. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, his his first venture into Kingdom Hearts. I want to know what you guys think of yeah. this game as basically newcomers coming into. I'll start. The so I I have always I I'll never forget getting a PS2, one of my favorite consoles. And I used to be subscribed to PlayStation Magazine. And I remember reading, uh, I think we, we determined I was like a freshman in high school at the time, hearing about who was then, I think Squaresoft, Squaresoft at the time, um, partnering with Disney to make this RPG game. And it just seemed like this super weird thing that didn't make any sense. And then they showed screenshots. 
And I was like, oh, wow, that's definitely a Square character. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't miss him. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, well, they tried to disney him, and there's some Disney characters. This could be interesting. And I remember getting the game and playing it, and I was like, wow. It, to me, to this day, you know, a lot of games that are polygonal don't hold up well. And granted, this isn't that old, but I just think the art style holds up really well. And I still think it's a beautiful game, but back then it blew my mind. The color palette was so bright, everything like that. Um, I loved the action RPG elements to it, uh, the battle system. Um, and I felt such incredible nostalgia when I booted up Kingdom Hearts 3. And, you know, that that ding that only Kingdom Hearts makes mm. while you're in the menu. Like, my mm. heart started to melt. Um, that being said, in the new saga, there are some things I'd like to see kind of improved upon. Because while I love Kingdom Hearts 3 <clears throat> so far, I feel like it kind of suffers from... A game where its mechanics are still very much rooted in the PS2 era. Wait, like what? Uh, now I want so, you. What? Hold on. So I wish I would like the ability to save anywhere. Okay. Um. I know this is a, this, and these are all kind of. I just, I just want you to think about what you're talking about, right? Because I know what you're saying. I know what you're gonna say. Okay. I just want you to keep in the back of your mind while you're saying these words. This game was created by Tetsuya Nomura. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he, I, I kind of already had to accept that there were going to be certain things here. This is this game is very Final Fantasy in its yeah. DNA yeah. and blood, and almost oh. all of the mecha- all of this, all of the complaints that you're factoring in right now are are apply to every Final Fantasy. They're basically the pillars and spine yeah. of his style of gaming. I, I, so I just want you to keep that. I just want you to keep that in the back of your mind as you are, because yeah. I, I think that your your complaints aren't invalid at all. I'm, I mean, I only had I only had two little nitpicks. Yeah, this, um, it, it, it's it's. Go ahead. Go my ahead. biggest, my I mean, my main nitpick was I wish I could save anywhere. But mm. in this current generation of consoles, like Danny and I were discussing yesterday, which is one of my things that I would love to see, which I'll go into in a minute. Um, this generation, I can just put my Xbox to sleep, and as long as the power doesn't yeah. go out or anything crazy, Ooh. like it's cool. I pick up where I left off. You're a gambling man, huh? So that's not. Well, I mean, <laughs> dude, if I got to drop and do something in between these lengthy checkpoints, I'm cool. Um, that's just a small gripe. Um, I wish I could, and this is more of a muscle memory thing. I wish I could make a jump rather than having a as my uh, my. Oh attack. my god! I'm so disgusted that you're playing it on Xbox. Oh, get out of here with that keeping. Listen, I, I love achievements. Get out, get achievements out just feel so good. Oh, um, we can we can go off all day about I, how it should only be on PlayStation, but the only thing that's going to accomplish fine. is saying. You should only play this if you're this type. I'm of glad thing. that people are enjoying that. it in multiple places, but in my opinion, PlayStation is where Kingdom Hearts began. Well, PlayStation of is where Kingdom Hearts should end. Um, I'd like if the camera could follow Sora, but at the same time, that might be a little too hectic and nauseating because the uh, the battles are so chaotic. Um, here's what two things you, I would wait, love to see. Mean? camera follow sort like the camera be completely like on behind his back. him in battle oh instead of rotating but, yeah but i think that might be a little uh, too chaotic yeah I, I think that um that would that would really mess with your situational awareness yeah. sometimes so much going on sometimes his auto aiming annoys me because i'll be 
going at an enemy so and then he'll attack someone else but i just started locking do on you manually lock on? now i do now yeah now oh, i just okay. lock on manually oh you weren't locking on before i was like, i wasn't what the heck are you doing? but now i am so i mean um but here's, here's two one, things i'd love thing, to see one thing i will recommend tony which might help you a lot boost up the look sensitivity to max i did yeah. well i put it i put it to max that was a little too much so i dialed it to like 85 helps a lot yeah because yeah. then you can just whip around yeah it's nice um Especially because, like we said, I mean, these battles are insane. There's so much going on, which is another thing I love about the series. Um, two things I'd love to see in the future. I would love a Master Chief-style remake of the collection. I doubt that would happen, but that would be so cool. Wait, what? They did that? I mean with, like, the current engine's, like, graphic fidelity. Uh, like a, not like just, a Final Fantasy VII right, remake not just, style type yeah. thing? Well, what uh, they do with well, like what they do with the Master Chief Collection, you know, you have the original Halo yeah. and Halo Two, but then they are they are also redone in the new engine. That I would love to see that. I think that'd be really cool. But that's also a shit ton of games now. You're talking unless they just do the three core games, but I don't think they would do that. I don't know. Yeah. It's just but something also, that could be cool. Also, Kingdom Hearts games are much <laughs> lengthier than yeah, Halo exactly. games, so doing doing that would be a, a massive venture. Uh, I'd also love to see the series come on Switch. Okay, but what do you think about this game? Oh, so this game, I like it. I love it. Um, uh, the gummy ship sections, still not my favorite thing, but definitely better than the previous They're game better. for sure. They're definitely better. Definitely better. Um, I like that now I can kind of branch out where I want to go. So I wanted to go to Toy Story World. I ended up <clears throat> in Rapunzel's World. Um... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it it just it feels like playing Kingdom. I, I mean, that's the whole point. It feels like playing Kingdom Hearts, but just modern day. Like everything, everything just feels so faithful to its roots. Uh, and you know, even though to me the story's convoluted, and I've watched so many videos, but what happens is like some you know anime looking guy comes out with white hair and they're like eximus is here and i'm like who the fuck's that again <laughs> like it, it at, at a certain level i just stopped caring and i just invested solely in the mini stories of each world and because they're just so wonderfully well done that the disney animation like it was killer back in the day but with modern technology it, it almost borders like cg level mm-hmm. animation um, mm-hmm. it's like you know the the little qualms I had about the story. Once you're playing and you're in those worlds, you don't even care. Right? Like it's cool. I'm just you know, hang chilling with Rapunzel, and then I'm gonna go chill with Woody and Buzz Lightyear. You know, whatever. Forget about it. You know what I mean? It's like whatever. I'm gonna battle some Heartless, and then you know who knows what's gonna happen. It's life's an adventure. Um, I also love the fact that it seems to be a little more open. You know, the areas are bigger, a lot bigger now. And I constantly find myself like, I think the story is pushing me along this path, this path but I'm going to kind of branch out over here. Mm-hmm. And usually I find a bunch of, you know, enemy areas and then some cool little chests with items and stuff. 
Uh, I started messing around with new keyblades. Mm-hmm. Yo, there are some. Dude, oh, dope. Don't, don't keep the I'm same not, keyblade. You know you oh, can I'm have not, three equipped, right? Yes, you can. Okay. I have three uh, three equipped, and I love the fact that I could switch between them mid battle, which is oh, wild. Yeah. So nice. like, I'm screwing, messing someone up long distance, and I get up on them, and bam, I switch to another keyblade. And you can, you know, uh, well, you guys know, but you can upgrade your keyblades independently. So I've got one that's real good for melee, one that's real good for long range, and I'm just like. Mm. See, that's I was stuff. just gonna ask, like, what's your, what's your combat style so far? Because I know that Triss is very magic. Yeah, well, okay. I'm I've, super physical. I've, I've, I start out super physical, but now that I have multiple keyblades, I've got one tuned more towards magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I have another keyblade that's more physical, but it's kind of magic mixed with long-range physical and then i've got my kingdom key which is like melee so i'm just bouncing back and forth between all of them and it is a good time yes so okay you sent me a text message earlier in the week that i will admit sort of triggered me (laughs) rustled my jimmies a little where you said that you felt like the game was just mashing a and getting to the next cutscene. now let me do you do you still feel that way because that i that broke my heart a little hundred percent no Okay. So oh, I, I think I think I was just frustrated because I was frustrated because I want to get the story so bad. And as someone who didn't play like the twenty other games, uh, it just seemed like such a mess. But then, like I said, I just and plus I was mainly only doing melee. Mm-hmm. But then once I unlocked all these other keyblades and I started to just sit down and tune them each to for a different purpose. Uh, and I said, you know what? Screw the overall story. It's light versus dark. Someone wants to take all the power. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just going to focus on the small stories of each world. I'm in love. I mean, and it's the thing where even though I was incredibly frustrated and I did say that, I still have such a love for Kingdom Hearts, even though I only really played the first one and Dream Drop Distance. I would say I would I don't encourage you to reconsider your mindset of the overall narrative. Because you're going to get to a point where those small stories mm-hmm. have to branch back into the bigger narrative. Yeah. And if you're not loving that narrative right now, you're going to get to late game stuff and be like, oh, I don't. No, I mean, the narrative is cool when I was watching the videos. It's just remembering the characters. Maybe I just need a cheat sheet with me at all mm-hmm. times. Just be like, I'll make okay, you some here's, honestly, here's, here's my wiki. Yeah. Okay, yeah. This, guy, like this guy was, was, was the uh, nobody from when he stabbed him in the heart. Okay, I got that. Okay. Actually, nobodies are created when um, someone's heart falls darkness becomes a heartless, and then their body becomes a nobody. It's a husk. But not everybody becomes a nobody because you have to be very strong-willed. But nobodies can still have hearts, it turns out. Yeah, it's very true. weird. I don't know. Killer game, though. I mean, I'm, I, I love so it. Good. I definitely do. I <laughs> think it might be early uh, game of the year. Yeah, Omar, how are you feeling? Hey, buddy. Hey, buddies. Uh, well, so you first of all, Danny, you, you just told me more about Kingdom Hearts than I ever knew. Uh, <laughs> He's going to replay the podcast again to listen to it again. I'm I'm totally going to do that, too. I'll get together. Um, I've been asked by work. uh, We do, like, a a brown box lunch, like, presentation. You should post an article breakdown. A Danny Fied timeline. I will do that. um, But I'm going to, like, do a presentation on, like, the (gasps) basics of lore of Kingdom Hearts. So... Someone should record yeah, you. Yeah, that'll be a good one. I know. And I'll, I'm going no, to try to get someone to record it. Have someone record you, and I will put it in uh, on the website, because that could be helpful. Cool. So, I guess it, it should start with, I don't, I, I, 
I didn't play the older Kingdom Hearts games, not necessarily because I didn't want to, but because I couldn't. When I was a kid, I didn't have a PlayStation 2. I didn't have a PlayStation mm-hmm. 3. Um, this is actually my first PlayStation since the original one. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Okay. So I've been waiting for the opportunity to play a Kingdom Hearts game. The, the other real issue is I, I had a, my friend had a PS3 at one point. We picked up um, Kingdom Hearts 2.5 Remix. Mm-hmm. And I kind of felt like I was just dropped into the middle of something that I had no idea what I was doing. And the graphics sort of were a bit off-putting because it felt older. And right. I just I couldn't get into it the way I thought I would. So I think I literally was on some sort of beach, which I'm told is like the intro. Yeah. And then I didn't go anywhere. So that was the end of that. Um, I've still been very excited to play the game. Once I got Kingdom Hearts 3 and I popped it in, the, the most immediate thing you could say is this game is absolutely gorgeous. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so Visually, beautiful. I don't... I think it's it's probably been a while since I've had a game that's just been so visually capturing. Oh, my yeah. God. Especially the forest outdoors you and you've got tell, the, the sunlight filtering through. You, you can tell that they mm. spent 13 years. I mean, some, some places still feel like, oh, maybe this was meant to be a PS3 game instead. But I think a big part of it comes from, like, the, their transition and focus to Pixar. Because in the original games, a lot of the stuff was like, okay, we're focusing on the early animated films. So, uh, and it may have been, you know, partially because they were, you know, flat animated films and partially because of the hardware limitations. But a lot of those worlds sometimes felt a little flat. Yeah. But when you're running around these, like when you're in Toy Story World, you're like, dang, I'm in Andy's room and I can run around I'm so excited to get to that world. And (laughs) it, it all just, it feels so much more fully realized because of where we are technologically. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's I just agree. gorgeous. It's For gorgeous. sure. It's, it's a beautiful game. I didn't realize that. So I guess originally, I, I don't know the structure of the game. And it seems like the structure hasn't changed as far as kind of how you play throughout the world. So mm-hmm. in my, my expectation originally was, you know, when I was at the Hercules level at the beginning, I figured you would just kind of chronologically go, you know, through the different Disney worlds. I wasn't expecting this gummy ship. I wasn't expecting to be flying around through space. Mm-hmm. Essentially, mm-hmm. Um, that part threw me off. Um, oh yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I, I thought I was just going to end up jumping into whatever. Like hopping the next world from Disney was. to Disney. Yeah, that's really what I was expecting, but that wasn't the case. So I, I was a little thrown off by the gummy ship and the whole business. I was just kind of flying around for a while, just picking up all the pretty shiny gems. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. But like, I and then I realized I wasn't really. I don't even know what I was doing. They were just. They were pretty. So I picked them up. <laughs> Not sure what they are. I'm pretty sure that's, one of them is money. That's a good strategy. Yeah, um, money and then like parts to make new ships. Yeah. So the that is the one thing about Square Enix games that have always kind of gotten me crazy is they are a little bit overwhelming um, as far as all the options you can do, the things you can pick up, the things you can craft. Yeah. The, the you know, and then at first I was looking at the the character screen and I can customize Sora and give him different abilities, take away different abilities, but then you can also customize your your teammates as well. Mm-hmm. And that was like, oh, damn, there's so many options. And it's, again, been a while since I've ever played a game that has given me that much ability to change and manipulate and maneuver. Um, I think I need to continue playing it to really get the grasp of it, to really appreciate it. Because um, as of right now, it's just, it is a little overwhelming. The combat style is also... It like for me, I, I kind of feel the way Tony felt when he was first playing it, where I just feel like I'm just 
bashing stuff. I don't really feel like I have a uh, like an actual combat style or oh, you'll develop strategy, that. right? So like right now, I just feel like there's there's a lot of things going on, and I'm just pressing a lot of buttons to make sure I don't die. Um, I did choose a magic route because generally throughout games, I prefer to do magic as opposed to physical uh, attacks. Um, so I kind of going down that route. I got this. Uh, what is this? Like an inflating pig? I love uh, that thing. It's a dream eater, bro. Dude. <laughs> yeah, man. Balloon? You got balloon pig, dude. That thing is awesome. I dude. I love. I, I was gonna I, say this. I love the dream I love dream drop distance. I love the dream yeah. eater so much. And every time I summon him, he comes up and gives me a hug. Yeah. And then we mess up all of the foes together, mm-hmm. like best friends, and it makes my heart so happy. If you love that, they're chock full of them on 3DS. Yeah. Oh, that's that's cool. where they yeah, came from. They, 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 were in, they were in 3DS because there wasn't Donald yeah. and uh, Goofy. Oh, right. So they were kind of like the replacements, and they were more of like a Pokemon type thing. Yeah, you can like evolve them and like yeah. craft new ones <clears> and stuff. Like, the 3DS oh, version, wild. the 3DS game yeah. is pretty cool. The, I do like this more, PSP one. Really I like this more simplified take on them in this one, yeah. for sure. For uh, sure. But yeah, I just love those guys so much. Uh, the other things I've been trying to get more accustomed to are the different uh, styles that he changes into and the different team attacks that you can do. Because sometimes there'll be two options on the screen where it'll say, yeah. you know, change to D style. And then there's also, you know, some team attack. But I can never choose between one or the other. Just- oh, you can. Um, if you do the back trigger, mm. uh, uh, L2. You can, um, it'll toggle between them. Like, it'll highlight one or the other. Oh, that's right. Good to know. There you go, baby. That might change a little bit now that I know that. (laughs) Yep. Um, But see, that's, and that's kind of my point. It's like, I I haven't, I haven't. There's not a way for you to really know that. Like, they don't tell you that. It's something that, like, you would either need to know from the previous games or, like, figure out. Yeah, do by accident, basically. Yeah. Um, So that's something that, that, is has been I've just kind of been going with the flow in that sense because I haven't been able to toggle it. So I'm just that's what I mean by I'm just pressing buttons because it's just what's available. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of what's there. But if I, you know, things like that will help me get more control so that I have an actual strategy involved. Um, I have three keyblades. One was the DLC one, and one was one that um, I ended up getting. I think after I beat one of the levels. Wait, you got uh, a DLC one? Yeah, it was the. Did you pre-order? Yeah. Uh, Dude, visual? I pre-ordered this game April 24th of 2017. Huh. I didn't get a DLC one that I yeah. know of. That's a bummer. You I pre-ordered your, physical. Look, in, look inside of your case because it was inside of mine. Hmm. Look inside your heart, Tony. I have no heart. I am a husk. Therefore, I'm a nobody. That's not If me. you oh believe God. it, you can do it. You're ruining, uh-huh. you're ruining everything. I tend to do it, Oh my god, she's worse. God, he ruined. He he ruined. Uh, Donald gets terrifying. on my nerves. I guys, love Donald, you guys but get on I'm, my nerves. But when I'm playing with oh my, my headphones, I'm like Donald. You're screaming in my eardrums so loud. Yeah, right he's now. like the opposite of ASMR. And I still can't understand what you're saying. And yes, I know I can turn on subtitles, but I don't want to because I don't need them for anybody else. Oh, I love the subtitles. Anyway, sorry, Omar. Donald, Donald seems also my favorite thing about the subtitles too. is it's 2019 and they're still in Comic Sans. I know. I know. <laughs> um, so overall, I, I think I just really need to get more. I just need to put more hours into the game. I've gotten to the point where I've I've I got the gummy ship. I think like a couple days ago, um, and then I've just been flying around. I th- I'm pretty sure I landed in a world, but I couldn't tell you what world it is. Um, I. Uh, <laughs> 
I uh, I met Mickey, which I think is that also threw me off too because I kind of thought Mickey was just another one of the guys, and then he's going around talking to this, you know, aquamarine looking dude. You think then, you think Disney would have him just one of the guys? I mean, I don't know. I mean, you silly man. I didn't think that they would put him where he's at. So I guess everybody started calling him Your Majesty. And there, he's a king now, or he, he's been a king. He's been a king the he's whole time, king, the whole yeah. Time. But he's he was king basically that, like, born and then was king. This man reminds me of Ned Stark, though. This dude went in there. He played <laughs> wheel, just ready to mess things up. And as soon as that Aquamarine <laughs> guy got messed up, he still saved him all by himself. <laughs> Winter's coming. He's that dude, man. Oh I uh, I enjoyed that part. That was pretty cool. Oh, so we've got to save Aqua from the darkness. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, the darkness is coming. I'm totally gonna superimpose him on Ted Stark's face now. Please do, Ned Stark's. You, you know, you know that he's Ned Stark in this game. <laughs> you can tell. I mean, you just gotta. He he has survived through the first Kingdom Hearts one, Kingdom Hearts two, in in terms of this main. Riku, Sora, Kyrie trio storyline. Yeah. So. So the you're the not gonna do it. You're not gonna do a Disney collab and Disney and kill lets off you kill Mickey. Mickey. There's That's no way. Never gonna happen in the history of the universe. That would be it, interesting. If, if you don't think Mickey is gonna be a part of the giant high five at the end, you're oh, totally yeah. wrong. So wrong. <laughs> Can't end a game without a giant high five. Yeah. Um. I think the thing I'm looking forward to the most is Toy Story World. Um, oh, I'm not I'm so entirely excited to sure. see Rex. I don't know where anything is, though. Being out in space, I have no idea where anything is. I saw these big gold globes that I've been having fun shooting. That's been a good yeah. time. Well, if, you, if you press start, you can go to the zone map, and you yeah. can set a waypoint on wherever you want to go, and then it'll put a little yellow circle in space and just fly that. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. I'll yeah. do that next. Don't yeah. be surprised, though, if, like me, you get sidetracked and then you end up in Rapunzel's world. I've been sidetracked. The whole game is one big sidetrack until you focus on something. And you know what? That's not a bad thing. No, it's not. <laughs> no, and again, it, the thing that really gets me about that game is just how gorgeous it is. I don't mind flying around. I don't mind messing around because it's just it's a very inviting game in that sense. So um, I've been enjoying it. I definitely need to put more time into it. Uh, I plan on doing that today and tomorrow. It's just been, you know, between work this week and stuff. I I wasn't one of those people that took off an entire week of work, although that would have been glorious. Um, and kudos to them, because apparently some people even finished the game. Yeah, I wish that I was in a place where I could just do that. But yeah, hardcore. Alas, I have responsibilities. Indeed. So, uh, yeah, I'll be putting some more hours into the game. But as of right now, it's it's slightly overwhelming, very gorgeous. And uh, just a slightly button mashing, but I think I just those are things I just need to get used to. Yeah. My only other gripe is I wish that the in-game timer didn't count me like being idle in a menu. Yeah, oh. I, I dude, I was looking because I, I got curious that. and I I compared our our game times and stuff, and we were like basically at the same time, not about nine hours when I checked, but you had only killed like two hundred enemies, and I'm like, what what is he doing in this game? Just Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot you can compare the crazy stats. Yeah, yeah. On Xbox, um, yeah, because uh, I was doing all kinds of other stuff, so I'm like cleaning up and everything, and I just leave it at the pause menu because hey, why not? And then I'm yeah. like, I look at my thing, and I'm like, oh, god damn it! Yeah. I think I, I did the same what... thing actually. 
I, I I love to know how long it took me to actually play the game, not be in a Anybody menu. Anybody who checks your stats is just going to be like, wow, he really sucks at this game. Yeah. I do to a degree, but not that much, guys. <laughs> yeah, what do you guys think as longtime yeah. fans? Danny. What? Let's get let's get in the thick. You of want this. my opinion on this? I want to know. I want to know how Kingdom Hearts makes you feel. I I waited until midnight. Mm-hmm. So I bought it digitally. Mm-hmm. I turned on which the edition? Game. Did you get the deluxe? Mm-hmm. No, I did not. Okay. Because I didn't need all the other um, frills games. Because I have all the other games already. Like it comes with one point five and uh, two point five. I get it. Vanilla Sora is all you need. You don't need his his little bells and whistles and perks. No, you I mean like him. I already bought both of those games before they were bundled. Uh-huh. Like I have them both physically. Uh, I turned the game on and cried. Yep. It was amazing. Yep. It, uh, like it's just Kingdom like- Hearts was like so much of my childhood. Like there are so many reasons why I have. Like, this is going to sound corny as fuck, right? But bear with me. Like, when I was a kid, I can tell you two things that led to me getting a degree in illustration. One of them, Dragon Ball Z. The other one is Kingdom Hearts. Like, this, like, when I was a kid, I was so excited and immersed in this world that was, like, weird, but also familiar and, Mm -hmm. like so much about it like resonated with me and just like was such a fun joy to play like i played through the original kingdom hearts i can't tell you how many times Mm. like i would draw the characters when i wasn't playing the actual game like in my notes at like school or whatever like this this game was like holy shit it like redefined like a time of my life right like, when I think Kingdom Hearts, I'm immediately back. Like, I'm in fifth grade, fifth and sixth grade, just, like, sitting, like, in a summer, like, me and my little brother behind me watching. Like, right. I am right. playing this game for hours, like, not realizing that I need to pee. Like, <laughs> just, like, in, like, a gleeful rapture. Like, mm-hmm. and... You know, I've, out of all of us, I think that I have probably played the most Kingdom Hearts games. Um, That's probably true. I, I mean, it would really just be a competition between me and Tristan. Um, but I think, I mean, I've played al- almost all of them. Um, like, oh, man. I've yeah, I've just been waiting so long for this, and it did not disappoint at all. And that fucking song! Can we talk about that song? Can we talk about Skrillex and Natana Hikaru? Like, oh my god! What did they good. do? It it's on the good. Billboard Top 100 now. That's like fucking insane. Like, it's just such a good song. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I've been like. I thought that I thought that intro video was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I was a big fan of that. That like, was cool. Uh, and, like, as someone who, like, knows all of those characters and has played as a lot of those characters, like, seeing them all together, like, in such amazing, like, beautiful cinematic rendition, like, oh, my God. Uh, I'm, like, getting chills just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I make it to the actual game, and it's, like, really freaking good. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm really, really enjoying it. And I'm just like, oh, man. Like, I, I basically, like, was looking at – I was talking to Tony yesterday when we were at the Bit Awards, and I was, like, trying to figure out how many hours I could fit in Kingdom Hearts. And I was like, oh, no, why the fuck does the Super Bowl have to be this weekend? All I want to do is play Kingdom Hearts. Right. Uh I told Dan he's lucky that I love him in games because <laughs> I was like, dude, first off, it feels like it's zero degrees outside. And second of all, Kingdom Hearts 3 just dropped. I could be in my overly warm apartment in my underwear playing this awesome game. Yeah. Amen. But the bit awards were cool. So shout out to them and Dan Bushko and Playcrafting. Yeah. But I mean, like, honestly, like, 100%, like, Kingdom Hearts is not for everyone. Mm. Like, if if you don't pick anything else like pick anything up but like a first person shooter like very objective based like type of game like if that's your bread and butter like you might not enjoy this uh Mm -hmm. if you can't get down with like a lot of awkwardness and like pretty relatively bad voice dialogue like this is not for you funky camera angles a bit i don't mind the camera actually the dialogue is pretty Mm -hmm. terrible the dialogue is really bad. With kind of weird pauses in between like, talking. It's like, super anime. I mean, that's because like it wasn't written in English. I wish right. that they, you know, I wish like, that yeah. they released a t- like a optional on-screen counter for how many times they say heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take a shot every time they say heart. Yeah, uh, oh, you'd, you'd, you'd be, be dead. dead. You'd, be, you'd dead. be dead in like eight minutes. Yeah. Before the title screen actually shows up, just like yeah, I'm. Uh, there's so many things about this game that like I truly love. Um, there's definitely like, you know, this is not a game without flaws, but the whole of it, like the whole of Kingdom Hearts, all of it, like mm-hmm. so uh, for me, like so overshadows like any, mm-hmm. like smaller detail or a flaw with the game itself like yeah um, the sum of its parts is greater than yeah that. i'm yeah. just excited to be kind of taken on this like no pun intended like goofy whirlwind Zing. kind of journey goofy. through <laughs> uh I, I just yeah it just like feels so familiar and i'm so excited to continue i would love a more uh worked on photo mode too where i could pause it like any time in the action mm-hmm. would be super rad get rid of the ui like the selfie thing's cool but there's times where i just want to take a picture in battle or like sora against a vista or something but mm-hmm. yeah game's rad tris yeah uh, i don't know if danny's done danny you done boo i mean basically yeah we could talk about this game forever, i could talk so. about it for a long time but yeah tris it's your turn uh this game what do you okay. think I don't know. Yeah, you're so foolish. You're so foolish. Get at it, Tris. No, I'm... Okay. So, you know, like like Danny, I sat down to the title screen and Dearly Beloved started playing and I <sighs> couldn't help but tear up. Like, it... Do you ever think about something that you want so bad, but you are convinced it's never going to come? Like, we waited and we waited and we waited for this thing to the point where it was almost a joke. And mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, in our adult lives, that are very busy and fast-paced and just flashing away, here it is. And, like, just immediately to be whisked back to this time 
of simplicity and everything was just easier. And now I get to experience that. It was very overwhelming. Yeah. Um, 100%. And just the way, the way that this game's evolved, you know, you can definitely see how it, Nomura has evolved as a game developer. You can, you can definitely see how Final Fantasy uh, 13 or 14, 15, 15 affected this game in a positive way. You can see it in the combat. You can see it in the play yeah. style. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff like being able to cycle through your actions and stuff in combat, that's straight out of Final Fantasy 15. And it, it has made this game... The, the delay has made this game wholly better all for it. Um, but just beyond any of that, like I love the, the way this game offers you freedom. Um, and this is, this is like super, super cliche, but you guys know that I aced Disneyland adventures, like <laughs> totally cleared every single to, part of I that. saw that. I saw that and game on like a, super discount. A huge part of that game. Target. A, a huge part of that game is finding and photographing the hidden Mickeys in the park. And I had so nice. much fun doing that. And then all of a sudden, oh, here's that entire mechanic in this game. Go nuts. Go find all of them. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yes. Oh, the emblems. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's, emblems. it's so exciting. But uh, I don't know. Just, you know, echoing off of a lot of Danny's points, like if you strip away all of the nostalgia that we have for this game, if you strip away all of the Disney and you strip away all of the cliche anime, you know, for better or for worse, convoluted narrative, uh, I will say, even though it is convoluted, this game has a woven narrative that has spanned so long in such a good way that you really capture in video games almost never. You know, it's it's almost on par with with literature or words in a yeah. song or, you know, a saga of movies that just the way that it takes you on the journey with it is just emotional. Yeah. And if like if if you want to be like just completely enraptured, like if 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 this is your first game like it is for Omar um, or if you're just not feeling that like. Like, I really don't know what's going on in the story. I'm feeling, like, far from it. Like, yeah. honestly, like, take some time to look up some videos. Take yeah. some time to, like, read some, like, Reddit threads about it. Because, honestly, like, the storyline and, like, the different, uh, honestly, like, human mistakes and different, like, sacrifices that people end up making and the connections that people make between each other in this game are super touching yeah. and like very deep, like in, in like how it's presented to you, it's very surface level, but like there's so much going on behind the scenes. Yeah. And to further my point, you know, you strip away all that stuff and you're, you're left with these very resounding, themes and metaphors of very powerful messages like you know trusting your friends and even in your darkest there's still hope and believing in yourself and nobody deserves to go unloved and these are things that can resonate with everybody um 
And especially for our generation who grew up with it, you know, when we played it as little kids, we were just like, oh, yeah, it's Disney. Ha, 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 ha. It's good storytelling. But now it's like you see how deep that metaphor goes. And especially in this, like, as mid-era millennials, this very emotionally uncertain time we're in, it's, it's very easy to be absorbed in that and, and let that take you. And I, I know for a fact, if you ask any one of us that has somebody who is in love with this game, like Danny or me, it's helped them form their identity mm-hmm. uh, just by what it has to say. And like very few games offer that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like Danny was, you know, to echo her point, like if you have never played the first one, if, if it doesn't capture you immediately, I would say maybe don't play 1.5, 2.5, because those games haven't aged exceptionally well, and they may be hard to go back to if you're not already uh, enamored by them. So look, about, look, look everything up on YouTube. Like This story is worth experiencing just for... Just like what know it has you will probably need to invest a few hours into understanding it. Right. Like, and even after 13 years, there's still things that you're yeah. like, what? No. But, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just... The game, it, it's... Like like I said before, just the, the, the continuing narrative and, and how powerful the messages in it are are just something that you don't get in video games. It's it's almost unheard of for something to be that impactful for, for emotional resonance in a video game. So for that to be available for us... It's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm, I'm loving it. You know, I, I knew that I would. And yeah, I don't know what else to say about it, dude. It just, it makes you feel good to play that game. Really. It's a really good game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That was nice. That was a lot of beautifulness to unpack. It mm-hmm. was. Was. Can I go play it now? Uh, yeah. yeah. We can, uh, I think that, uh, oh, I forgot to tell you guys one thing I told Danny yesterday. What? Uh, so, you guys know how I was playing Fantasy Life for my third playthrough. I started a new save two weeks ago. I got, like, 25 hours in, and guess what happened, Tris? Mmm, corrupted file? Mm, worse than that. Mm, your cat ate your 3DS? Almost as bad as that. I booted up the 2DS and got a boot ROM error. I have a photo of it I'll send you guys. It oh looks like the blue screen God. of death for a 3DS. Both screens were bright blue. I lost your whole DS everything. The is whole the, thing. Is it the 8046 oh, thing? No. Something like that. Memory chip. I think that you can fix that. Uh, I mean, I, I tried to boot into the recovery, and no matter what I did, no matter how I booted, I kept getting that screen. Yeah, because the first thing I did was they're like, oh, you hold these key combinations to go right into recovery and emergency reinstall the software, but didn't work. Way to end our emotionally uplifting <laughs> podcast on a very down note. Oh, my God. Well, it's okay, because I went to LameStop, got another one. I uh, went oh, to but here's, here's a fun fact. So I called Nintendo, and the lady made me go. She's like, just you know, name a couple games that you had in there. And I was like, okay, I named like five. And there was awkward silence, and I was like, do you want me to name more? And she's like, yeah. I named almost 20 goddamn games. I was like, are you, are you serious? Can I, uh, can, can we keep, keep moving this along? 
But you know how they tell you it's going to be about a one to three day window before they transfer your stuff over? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming that there are so few requests. My stuff was moved over in less than a half an hour. Holy crap. <laughs> Yikes. I just thought that was funny. Anyway, so I'm on my fourth fresh playthrough of Fantasy Life. Love that game. Uh, yeah. So nice. I just wanted to share that. Thought it was fun. Thought you'd enjoy that. Well, fine. I'll take us out. Because <laughs> Will's not here. Oh, that's true. So, hey guys. Uh, if you love what we do, you know, we do with us for the love of the game. <laughs> uh, but we don't have ads, you know, because ads are stupid. I don't like ads. You don't like ads. Especially on the internet. They just become intrusive and they usually crash your browser or they hijack it because you can't trust ad companies anymore. So we don't do them. They're dumb. Can't trust Every- ad companies, am I right? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then we write words on uh, Pixwitter.com. You should check that out. We also have this lovely podcast you're listening to. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, all kinds of radios to get into your eardrums. We have all kinds of ways to get to you. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell everyone. Don't hide your kids. Don't hide your wife. Don't do that. That can land you in jail. Um, yeah, if you you know love what we do, you can contribute to us on Patreon. There used to be tiers. I got rid of them. There's just one one tier. You know, I think it's at like a dollar. But you can put in whatever you want, whatever you think we're worth. You can contribute to us once, or you could sub. It's up to you. Um, just helps pay with you know internet, internet costs, cast costs, all that fun stuff. Uh, but we just do it because we love talking about games, and you guys love listening about games. Uh, we're rapidly approaching another thousand hey. downloads, which blows my mind. We'll be at twenty-one, twenty-one thousand. That's a lot. That's a lot of people listening to a uh, bunch of funny little people talk about games. Right. Right. We're also on Twitter and Instagram. You can find our handles in every description below, except for Omar. His handle at the bottom of every prescription is going to be his Instagram. Couple of pops. Check him out. He has a problem. Big problem. A real big pop problem. But hey, so. it keeps the, the relationship spicy. I'm not even going to go touch that. <laughs> so, yeah. that's it, guys. We'll see you next week for episode 100. And 53. Okay. Of Land Party. I'm going to go play now, Kingdom Hearts. Go Kingdom Every, Hearts. Everyone, everyone shut the hell up and leave me alone because I want to play games. Bye. 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 Oh, God.